Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. And he's mad at me because I told him to be quiet before we started recording. You looked at me with death in your eyes. It's still there in my oh. heart. Oh no. How are you? I haven't seen you in like a week. I'm okay. Yeah? What's going on in your life? Nothing. Liar. No, nothing. What's going on in your life, bro? Nothing. You sold your PS5. I did. That's good. Yep. How's the girlfriend? Good. Can I get more than just more no. answers? How are the kitties? Uh, they're fine. Um, they're kind of like exploring now. So for those of you who don't know, I don't know if we mentioned it before. His girlfriend took in a stray cat that was pregnant who had babies. Yes. And those are the kitties we're talking about, the babies. Yes. The little, the little fur beans. Yes. Um, she has hers. Um, it's a black cat with blue eyes. His name is Salem. Okay. Um, and then there's the front of the litter is being taken by her, not her youngest, but younger sister. Okay. Um, his name is Tiny Boy. And then there's the other black cat. I think his name is Silas and the one named Shadow. And then I don't know about, I don't think they named the other ones, but they're all fine. Okay. And they're like three weeks old at this point. So they're sort of out of danger range a bit. Yeah, they're no longer just fur beans. Now they're looking more like little cats. Yep. Still fur beans, but like more cattish. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. See, there's always something we can talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for more pictures now, actually. Nice. So let's see what's going on with my life. Nothing really. Um, we're happy in our place. I cooked a whole lot yesterday. I'm not cooking anything else this weekend. Like, I'm tired. It's the weekend. I made um, chicken marsala. Mm-hmm. But I made... You don't like mushrooms, so you will I, I'm okay with chicken marsala. Okay. So he actually... As long as I avoid it. the mushrooms. Yeah, like he really enjoyed like. it. I made chicken marsala. Um, and all of it I made as low carb as possible. So I made chicken marsala, and I also made Penang curry with chicken. Ooh. And brown rice, obviously. Is it Penang or is it Penang? It's Penang. Penang? Okay. I think that's... Or, yeah, I think that's the way it's supposed okay. to be said. I just say Penang because that's what the letters look like. Oh, so cute. Oh my gosh. You guys need to see these, these kitties. <laughs> They're adorable. Yes. But yeah, I made everything and I made it spicy. I made it spicy because, you know, we like spicy food. So, again, I don't have to cook anything this weekend. Nothing. That's good. Um, I'm actually fairly hungry. All I've had today were three cookies. That her nephew didn't want, so you got them. This was him before he opened his eyes fully. Okay, we need to focus on this. Although cats are adorable, this is not a cat podcast. Not yet. It could be. (laughs) Crookshanks. That is the only cat we should the be The Potter cat, about. which might be Crookshanks. <laughs> exactly. I swear it is Crookshanks. It could be. Very, very We don't know how long it, they live, and he's part measles, so I mean... True. Before we get any further into this, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. This episode. This episode. Is, this is the continuation of Wands, which was also not spoiler-free, though. So. So, again, if you haven't gotten beyond where we are right now in Goblet of Fire, you're going to hear stuff that is throughout the series. Yes. We apologize in advance, but there's nothing we can do about these extra episodes, these bonus episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Not having spoilers, because you have to inherently talk about everything. The thing is, is that we can rush through the books... I mean, ah, there is a lot of content that we can talk about Harry Potter that goes beyond the books, so we can rush the books if that's, like, what you guys want. 
That's not what I want. I don't want to rush through anything. Well, it's not rushing, but like we we can condense stuff down a bit more than doing one like like we used to do for the first book, where it was like two or three chapters per episode. Yeah, but I actually like the one one chapter per episode because then we get to talk more about what we think about it and the theories behind it and extra information. The thing is that we can't talk about a lot of theories because it requires completion of the book series in general. A lot of them do. So, I mean, if they want it faster, then we can do it faster. Let us know. Yep. So, like he said, we're going to talk about wands. Oh, next week is Thanksgiving for us in the U.S. Yes, it is. And I think we're having it at our sister's house earlier in the day. We are. Okay, good, because then later in the day I have to go to my boyfriend's family's house. Then we're doing a Thanksgiving lunch. Yes, we're doing a Thanksgiving dinner at his parents' house. His mom actually called us this week to make sure that we were coming. So we definitely have to go. And not for nothing, I really hope there's a bunch of Peruvian food that they make, not just like the regular turkey and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it's the one day that I'm going to allow myself to eat whatever. And she's a really good cook. Mm Okay. Did you know that the the drag the winner of Drag Race Holland is Peruvian? I did not know it's that. Another accolade. There you go. Look at that! I'm gonna tell the boyfriend so that he can be like, "And this." Her name is Envy Peru. Well, a little fitting. on the nose, but a little bit, a little bit. Okay, so recap of last episode: we talked about wand woods and the lore around it. We talked very quickly about certain people having certain wands and how it made sense. We even kind of mentioned our wands. Yep. Um, we also had little tidbits of information like who makes the wand or used to make the wands at Ilvermorny and how they're housed and stuff. But it was only just like a little bit of information. Yeah, we briefly talked about wand makers. That's what you're trying to yes. say. Yes. Okay. That's what... I was trying to say. Look at you knowing how to continue my thoughts. I do it. You do the thing. Good job. Sorry, I'm just reopening certain things because I had accidentally closed them. Nice. So this episode we're going to be talking more about other wand makers, uh, wand cores, and... I guess that's kind of a bit. Yeah. Maybe the impact of wands in the story as a whole, but that's like super spoiler. Yeah. We'll see where this takes us. Okay. Why is the window open? Because this is the hottest room in the house. I know, but you're trying to freeze me. At least give me your sweater or something. Take it off my chair. Okay. Because like, you're legit trying to kill me right now. I'm also a hot-blooded person. (laughs) I tend to run pretty hot, too, but apparently you run hotter than I do. Right now, I do. Okay. I still feel like you're trying to kill me, but this is better. Okay. So, um, we did All the Woods, which took a long time. Yes. We did, uh, Rigidity. Yes, we said... And Length. Yes, we talked about them very quickly, but there... But there's not much to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so wand cores. So most uh, wands made by Garrick Ollivander contain one of the three supreme core types, but there are others. Among the substances used are there is unicorn hair. Unicorn hair uh, generally produces the most consistent magic and is least subject to fluctuations and blockages. Wands with unicorn cores are generally the most difficult to turn to the dark arts. They are the most faithful to of of all. Oh, I can't even English. They are the most faithful of all wands and usually remain strongly attached to their first owner, irrespective of whether he or she was an accomplished witch or wizard. Minor disadvantages of unicorn hair are that they do not make the most powerful wands, although the wand wood may compensate, and that they are prone to melancholy if seriously mishandled, meaning that the hair may die and need replacing. This is actually the, the core that I have in my wand. Mm-hmm. Mine, like we mentioned before, mine is pine wood with a unicorn hair core, 14 and a half inches, and rigid flexibility. Mm-hmm. So 
my wand would produce the most consistent magic. But I just got to make sure to take care of it or else it might. Be. And yourself. Because wands can sort of go through it. Yeah. Wands can sort of go through it, but wands react a lot to your own state of mind. Yes. Um, Next is dragon heartstring. As a rule, dragon heartstrings produce wands with the most power and which are capable of the most flamboyant spells. Dragon wands tend to learn more quickly than other types. While they, um, while they can change allegiance if one from their original master, they always bond strongly with the current owner. The dragon wand tends to be easiest to turn to the dark arts, though it will not incline that way if it, of its own accord. It is also the most prone of the three cores to accidents, being somewhat temperamental. You know who had dragon? Uh, Lucius Malfoy. Bellatrix Lestrange. Probably a lot of the Death Eaters did. Dolores Umbridge. The actual villain of the story. Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes, but then his wand would... It was, was Cherry. Which Cherry is, like, very good. Uh... But... Hermione's? Yeah, isn't it Vine and Dragonheart Tree? Yes. So... Uh, Horace Slughorn, his is also Dragonheart Tree. Lucius Malfoy... Minerva McGonagall. She is a powerful witch. Fur and dragon heart, heartstring. That makes sense. What does fur do again? Fur. You can click it and find out. But I will actually look at it right now. The survivor's wand. Yes. Well, can we just say it? I mean, we, 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 we mentioned it. No, we said that something happens. And she okay. Was... Well, she gets attacked by like five people at the same time. I think it's four stars. Is it four? I thought it was five. Okay, four stunners at the same time. Which we, we learn from Prisoner of Azkaban that spells can sort of merge and have exaggerated effect. Yes. So like, basically, if I do something and I'm powerful, okay, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But if Al and I do something, the same thing at the same time, and we both put all of our power into it, it's not like two spells hitting you. It's like five spells hitting you. Yeah. So imagine they're not additive; they're multiplicative. Yes, they grow exponentially. Yep. And so she got hit by four stunners at the same time. Which, if we recall, like three Expelliarmuses together knocked out Snape. Yes, for a few hours. Yeah. So four stunners by by how old were they? Thirteen. Yeah. By three thirteen-year-olds. Now imagine four. Fully trained witches and wizards stunning someone at the same time. And she was in her 70s at the time? Yes. So imagine, in her 70s, mm-hmm. hit by four or five stunners at the, at same, the same, time. same time. And she was like, what's up? Yeah, she survived. She was literally the survivor's one. Yes. Um, Phoenix Feather? Wait, I think there were more. Peter oh, Pettigrew. Yes. Victor Crumb. Okay. Actually. That's weird. Because Grigorovich likes using other cores. Apparently. Well, you know what? It makes sense that Grigorovich used the Supreme Three as well as others. Mm -hmm. Because then the others were like custom orders or also used to differentiate himself from Ollivander. Yes. Because he could never actually match up to Ollivander. Agreed. What what was your core? That is a good question. I will find out right now. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, oh, Phoenix we're not there court. yet. Okay. We're doing it right now? Yes. Um, Phoenix Feather. This is the rarest core type. The Phoenix Feathers are capable of the greatest range of magic, though they may take longer than other than either Unicorn or Dragon Cores to reveal this. They show the most initiative, sometimes acting of their own accord, a quality that many witches and wizards dislike. Phoenix Feather Wands are always the pickiest when it comes to potential owners, for the creature from which they are taken is one of the most independent and detached in the world. 
These bonds are the hardest to tame and to personalize, and their allegiance is usually hard won. Okay, so before we get into the people, the most important people we know who have these, mm-hmm. let's talk about the other people who have them. Celestina Warbeck had a, a phoenix feather. Queen. Right? Uh, we're not going to say that one right now. Al has a phoenix feather. True. Well, they're going to be few and far between because Phoenix Feather cores are hard to match with a Witcher Wizard. Nope. So, the, one of the ones that Harry Potter originally tried out mm-hmm. was Maple, 7 inches, Phoenix Feather, and it was quite whippy. Yes. But it did not work for him. Nope. Um, and we can just talk about the... Yeah, and and the major ones. Yeah, Harry's actual wand is Holly and Ma- and uh, Phoenix Feather, and Lord Voldemort. Tom Riddle. <laughs> His was you. Yes. And Phoenix Feather. Yes. Um. So yeah, mine's Elmwood Phoenix Feather, thirteen and three quarter inches, and pliant flexibility. Yes. But we also need to talk about the other. The other cores yeah. that aren't the as... Supreme Three. Yes. Um, so there is Vila Hair, which the wand maker Garrick Ollivander mentioned that he did not use Vila Hair because it made for temperamental wands. But we do know someone who has a Vila Hair wand. Flor de la We meet her soon because we haven't yet met her in the book. Yeah. But she's one of the Triwizard Tournament. People. Representatives. Yes. Champions? Champions, actually. Champions from Bobaton. Yeah. Um, the hair is actually from her grandmother. She's half Vila, I think, right? Uh, at that point, she'd be a quarter. No, it's because her mother is full Vila. Her mother is not full Vila. She's not? Her grandma was full Vila. I thought her mom was her also Her mom full was not full Vila. No, she wasn't. Okay, so she's a quarter Vila. Yeah. Um, Thestral tail hair, which we know is the core of the Elder Wand. Yes. Um, this core type is regarded as an unstable, if not difficult, substance to use in wand making. Which makes sense because we only know of one wand that has that. Yep. Troll whiskers are considered an inferior substance to Garrick Ollivander's three supreme cores, but they're still used. Yes. Um, well, back when wands were originally starting to be made, they would use just about They have to test every substance, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, Kelpie hair. This is a quote from Ollivander. Early in my career, as I watched my wand maker father wrestling with uh, substandard wand core materials such as Kelpie hair. So, there is a Thunderbird tail feather. The tail feather of the Thunderbird was used as a wand maker by the American wa- uh, wand maker Shikoba Wolf. Wolf's uh, wands were powerful but difficult to master and were good for transfiguration work. Well, that makes sense because. Of what a Thunderbird is and the fact that his name is Wolf. Yeah, why not? I betcha he transfigured into wool a wolf all the time. Probably. <laughs> the hair of the Wampus Cat was used as a wand core by the American wand maker Johannes Jonker. Jonker experimented with many other cores before settling on the hair of this creature as his preferred kind. The core was also used by Isolde Sayer and James Stewart when they begun making their own wands in the 17th century. Yes, and remember, Isolde Sayer and James Stewart were the founders of uh, Ilvermorny. Yes. And the first wands that were ever made for Ilvermorny students were made by Isolde and James. Yeah. I wonder how, like, if those are, like, I don't know. I wonder if those are comparable to Ollivander. I'm assuming... Yes. I would assume so, but remember that we're not going to see a lot of the U.S. schools no, in not. the Harry Potter series because it's not a thing. Like, they don't... It's not that it's not a thing. It's just that it's on the other side of the pond. They're yeah. not going to talk about that. Well, the thing is, is that you can go, like, experience trumps all. So, like, Ollivander's experience would make his wand superior to Issel and James's. Mm-hmm. But it's two people working together on these wands. And I think that because she had that vision of using the horn serpent's sliver of his horn in as a core for a wand, mm-hmm. that, like, she innately, even though, like, 
it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I feel like she just innately has a good understanding of lawnmower. Well, she was also a descendant of Morrigan. True. Who was a powerful witch. Yes. And a descendant of Salazar Slytherin, technically. Yes. So... So oh, maybe she maybe she does have she was good at making wands and there they are comparable. I mean, obviously the assumption to make is that they're not as good. But, but that's that's a that's a that'd be the obvious assumption, but like kind of like the mean assumption. Yeah, the assumption would be the fair assumption would be they're different. They yeah. should be comparable, but they're different. Sure, we'll go with that. They're different. Um, White River Monster Spine. This wand core was used by Tiago Quintana. White River Monster Spines produce spells of force and elegance. Okay. There you go. Um, Rogaru hair? I would have said Rogaru, but yes. Rogaru? Okay, that works. Rogaru hair? The hair of the Rogaru was used as a wand core by the American wand maker Violetta Beauvais. Beauvais. Beauvais? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Um, Ro uh, Roguru hair was rumored to have an affinity for dark magic, like vampires to blood. You know what? That sounds cool. Considering the name, the name is French-inspired, mm -hmm. Cajun, I would think that this is something that happens in, like, the Louisiana area. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense, though? Mm-hmm. And remember that the Louisiana area, that area of the... The southeastish has connections to like hoodoo, voodoo kind of stuff. Hoodoo, voodoo, Santeria, uh, um, things that can be seen with a sinister light. Umbanda, Kalimba, yes. all of those because there's such an influx of people that they yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Nizzle Whiskers, this is a rarely used wand core and is most likely considered a substandard core type. Yeah, my cute little kitties. <laughs> uh, horn Serpent Horn. This wand core was used by Ilvermorny, School of Witchcraft and Wizardry founders, uh, founders Isold Sayer, and it doesn't include James for some reason in the thing, but James Stewart, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, the wands made from this core were exceptionally powerful. They were also sensitive to parcel tongue. And warn its owner of danger by emitting a low musical tone. Yes. Which is awesome. Well, remember that it makes sense that the horned serpent, the horned serpent's horn, would do those things, because if we remember correctly, when we're talking about the original one that Assault had, that was actually a family or heirloom, used to be Salazar Slytherin's one. Mm -hmm. The core for that was basilisk. Fang, Fang or yeah. whatever. And they were able to say an incantation in parcel tongue to put, it to put it to sleep. So it would make sense that the horned serpent would also have a similar thing where it's sensitive to parcel mouths. Yes. And, and would have some sort of enchanted ability for them. Well, I think the horn shines when it's in danger. If I recall correctly from my very brief reading of the magical creatures of North America. Okay. If I, I could be 100% I'm going to go with it because honestly I've never read it and it is not something that I care to look at because snakes are, in my opinion, kind of gross. How dare you. I don't like snakes. What How do you want me to say? How dare you. You could have just typed in glow. How dare you? There's no mentions at all. Okay, whatever. Okay. It's, it's something happens with its horn. So moving on. Yes. Snallygaster Heartstring. Yes. The core was used by Assault Sayer and James Seward, Stewart when they, when they began making their own wands. Yeah. Same for Jackalope Antler, which is the next one. Jackalopes. Yep. And then Basilisk Horn. The only wand we know to have used this core is one, and it was made by Salazar Slytherin for himself. Yeah, why would he ever make a wand for someone else? Uh, he wouldn't. There you go. He's, he's not that kind of guy. No, he's not. 
So, um, in almost all documented cases, now we're going for like general properties of wands. Okay. Um, in almost all documented cases, the wand chooses the wizard who matches its character because the wizard may have difficulty or being able to produce ma- uh, perform magic if his or her wand's characters conflict, or the magic may be subpar to magic uh, to magic performed with a matching wand. Mm-hmm. Um, although Ollivander says that wizard kind can channel their powers through almost anything, optimum results can only be achieved with those they have a natural affinity for. Uh, when trying out different wands, the wand uh, that is not suited to its wielder will usually not do anything at all. However, a warm feeling is an indication of having chosen the right wand, and the one sometimes emits a few sparks or does some similar small sign of magic. Um, so, like we mentioned uh, about Phoenix Feather Core wands, that sometimes they can produce magic of their own without their owner's um, guidance or command. Which makes sense because mm-hmm. Phoenix also ha- can do just they, they do they do whatever they want when they want. Yeah. So it, ma- it makes sense that some of that characteristic is passed on through their feather, yes, and thus onto the core. Um, so that's we we know of an instance of that actually happening in the book series. I hate people cloud cars. We had this conversation last time. I'll have it every time. That happens. Well, that's why you said that you wanted to get into Sound local perfect. politics. Yeah, tr- that as well. That as well. Run for a polit- for for a position of power and be like, no car above X decibel level can be history permissible. Not happening. People will thank me. Continue. Okay. Um, so we've linked some flexibility. Remember, flexibility is your care is your ability to change or to adapt to certain situations. And your length determines um, if you lack as a character. You well, know who had troll whiskers who? as his as his core? Sir Cadogan. I love him. He's a legend. Okay, so now we're going to talk about new masters for wands. Um, so we've mentioned that unicorn hair wands are very loyal. There are also wand woods that are very loyal. Mm-hmm. Matching them together means that there that wand can have no new owner. Yeah. Its allegiance cannot be won. We mentioned in the previous episode that allegiance of wands can be won by defeating its previous owner, not necessarily killing. Yes, so that's what ended up happening. If if we think about it mm-hmm. in book seven, mm-hmm. uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, when Bellatrix is wand gets taken away from her. Her her wand is walnut and dragon heart's tree. Mm-hmm. The combination together made it so that it was very loyal and as soon as somebody else tried to do it because they hadn't won it from her mm-hmm. they just snatched it because they hadn't won it from her it was like nope not gonna do anything. There are wands that um be, like like dragon heartstring and like a different pairing of wood. If even you beat, I'm assuming beat like literally in a fist fight, beat the wizard in a fist fight, you have defeated the wand owner, and thus the wand would be yours. Yes, but hers was very loyal. Yes, because if we if I remember correctly from the last episode, her the combination of wood of the wood and the core together. Made it so that it was a very, a very, very, very loyal wand. Very loyal. Well, um, walnut, highly intelligent witches and wizards ought to be offered a walnut wand for trial first because in nine cases out of ten, the, the two will find in each other their ideal mate. So it basically found its ideal mate and then somebody else took it and it's like, no, ew. I don't remember what the effect, like what, if Hermione could use Bellatrix's wand or no, not. No, she couldn't. I think she didn't want to. Well, it felt wrong in her hand, and it wouldn't let her use it. Okay. Yeah. A note of caution, while some woods are difficult to dominate and may resist the performance of spells that are foreign to their nature, the walnut wand will, once subjugated, perform any task its owner desires, provided that the user is of sufficient brilliance. So, yeah, but she didn't want to do it. I mean, and how long had the wand been with Bellatrix? I mean... That was her original wand. Yeah, I'm assuming that wand, no matter no matter what, 
if you sort of gain the acceptance of the wand and help it become like your partner, your true partner, Mm -hmm. no matter what kind of wand core or wood it has, it won't change allegiance. Yeah. It it really just depends. I'm assuming that's also It's like how penguins meet for life. Yes. Well, this wand was like, no, mine. <laughs> um, reverse spell. Um, Prairie and Katana. Yes. It basically just forces the wand to regurgitate the spells that it last used in order. Yes. Um, there's nothing really too, too special about it. You can sort of use it to find a criminal. You can use it to... So they used it in mm. this book in yes. with Winky... Mm-hmm. The one that Winky found, that they found on Winky mm-hmm. that we found out was Harry's, mm-hmm. and Amos Diggory was like, "Well, let's find out what spells you cast," and he did Priory and Katanum, and out came the Dark Mark. So it showed that the last spell that was cast was the Dark Mark. Yep. Apparently there is a thing that like criminals borrow or have spare wands to use and then discard them. Oh, so as yeah. there isn't a record of their crime. Exactly. Why would you want to carry around a thing that you can go, show me what you last did, and it tells on you? That's kind of amazing. Um, so wands, when they're damaged, lose effect. Yes. Actually breaking the wand wood, and even if the core is intact, will still make the wand unusable. We saw that in in Chamber of Secrets yeah, with, where, Ron. with Ron's wand. Using spellotape to try and keep it together, but because I'm assuming it's like a circuit. Yeah. Once you break the circuit, it doesn't work anymore. Which is what happened because it was still clinging together because mm-hmm. of the unicorn hair in it mm-hmm. that was just holding on for dear life. Mm-hmm. But it was the the wood itself was damaged beyond repair. So he couldn't cast spells appropriately. So like the the slug spell um, backfired and hit him. Yep. And when Gilderoy Lockhart used it to try to obliviate them, to, to you know, basically erase so, so, their memory. And abandon them down. And abandon them floor. down there to leave them to die. Yes. Um, it backfired on him. Yep. And, and so, apparently he was really good at it because he still can't remember who he is. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> um, underwater usage for wands. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the spells are impeded by water. Um, a lot of spells have different effects in water. Okay. Um, so... That makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Because... Things happen in this book, underwater, where a spell isn't completely done all the way through, and other things... Well, again, we're doing a spoiler-heavy one, so... Harry tries to use a revulsion jinx against Grindy Lowe's during the second task, and instead of sparks being shot at them, which is what the revulsion jinx says... It's bubbles. What? Bubbles. Yeah, no, it's a stream of hot water that scolds them. Yeah. And yeah, so there you go. Um, we know that the the sort of ritual that is around acquiring the wand, it's just when you're 11, go to Ollivanders and try wands until one goes, for me. I wish we knew what it was for people in other schools. Um, oh, there is one for Ilvermorny. I just don't remember what it is. I think it's once they pick their house, there is like a great hall beyond. The Gordian knot that sorts them. Yes. And they go back there and they test out one similar to Ollivander's. Oh, okay. If I recall correctly, which again, my memory is out there right now. Your memory is not the most reliable at the moment. No, it's not. I mean, I woke up not too long ago. I'm still like a little tired, I'm not going to lie. Well, I would say sorting serum or wand, but okay. Growth of the school, here you go. No, 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 no. Over morning today. So, let's go back to more stuff about wands while Al is looking for it. Um, So, again, we find out, you know, Diagon Alley, that's how they get their wands. Once students have been allocated a house, they are led into a large hall where they select or are selected by a wand. Okay. 
not till over morning. So it's very okay. similar to all. But what about Dermstrike? What about Bobaton? True, about, we don't we don't have any information on yeah. those. What about Castle Bruce? Well, we know that Castello um, Bruce, my bad. We know that students from Dermstrang frequent Grigorovich, or they frequented Grigorovich until he retired. So I'm assuming it's a very similar thing again to Ollivander, where they go in and they try out wands. Um, again, custom wands can be made, like we know. I'm not sure if it was by Grigor- Grigorovich or not, but uh, Flor's wand is a custom wand with uh, um, a hair from her grandmother, who was a Vila. Yes. So there are wand makers who make custom wands. So that's a thing that is also yeah. very cool. But would you want would you be able to get a custom wand from Grigorovich or Ollivander? Or would you have to go to some obscure person to get your custom wand made? Because I would think that people like Grigorovich and Ollivander would be bit bu- oh no, because they're only really busy right before school starts. Yeah. Well the thing is is that is it like taxes in the United States where like accountants are always busy to some extent, but during tax season they're super busy? Yeah, I'm assuming that during the off season, Ollivander is out looking for new cores, looking for new wand woods, looking, just making new new wands in general to see how they can perform. Um, he also has to stock up, obviously, for newer people. Like, imagine going to Ollivander's and not finding a match. <gasps> So That'd he be has, terrible. Exactly. So he has to make all different kinds of wands all the time to make sure he has what he needs for his customers. Yeah. We also know that not everybody has to go to one of those places to get a wand. Yep. Um, like, hello, Assault, Assault's wand was an heirloom from Salazar Slytherin. Like, it just came down the, the pike. Um we know Ron's first wand is a hand-me-down from his brother, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Dumbledore didn't get his wand from from Ollivander. Not mm-hmm. the one he has in the series. Yes. Rights of usage. Um, we know that there was a law in the U.S. We actually talked about this. Yeah, Rappaport's Law. Um, when you have a wand, when you're going to school, you can't take it with you. You have to leave it at school and get it back when the school season starts, school semester. Again, it's to help curb some of that underage magic and because of the statute of secrecy. It's also because specifically in the United States, there is a big anti-magic sentiment in the Harry Potter universe. Um... It's actually really complicated. There's um, individuals called scourgers, I think, um, who like hate magic, but they're magical themselves. So they try and find and expose witches and wizards. Um, but why would you do that? Why all the self hate? Right, but that's where Rappaport's law comes from. Is the daughter of the head of Makuza? The magical American United something 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 Congress whatever the hell, um, his daughter magical Congress of the United States of America. There you go. His daughter actually was trying to court someone, like she was trying to get to know them, mm-hmm. and that guy was the son of a scourger, and oh. she revealed her magic, and yeah, that that incident almost exposed all. Of the Wizarding Community of America to the public. So that's why there was like a big thing that had to go into like the effort of actually erasing a lot of people's memories about what happened because it, like I said, it almost exposed everyone. Yeah. And that's why that law was created after that incident. Why didn't they just use Thunderbird Tears? Because not everyone can use a movie plot to fix all their problems. I mean, why not? Okay. Anyway. I would, if I could. Yes. And then in Europe, we have, um, obviously, the Statue of Secrecy. Can't use magic around muggles. Can't use magic on muggles. Can't use it outside of school under the age of 17. Um, and Which, again, they still can't even figure out who exactly used it. Because in, in Chamber of Secrets, Dobby used his magic. It wasn't even with a wand. He just used his own magic. And Harry got in trouble for it. Well, it's using magic um, near someone who is underage as well. I'm assuming that they, if, there's no way 
for the Ministry of Magic to actually know who's performing the magic. So that's why if it's a, a, a registered known, like, house of a witch or wizard and they have children, they can never actually accuse those children of using magic because they don't know. Yeah, like, what if Molly was was using magic to tie Ginny's shoe while she was doing something, but then in the same house, Fred and George do something with their magic that they're not supposed yeah, there's, to do. Yeah, there's no way there's they nothing can, they can do. They can't prove it, yeah. But that's why Harry got in trouble because he's the only registered witch or wizard who's in that area who's underage and magic was performed in his vicinity so the only person they can blame is him. Still not fair. That's why it also didn't, they didn't catch Tom Riddle when he was, when he was yes. younger. Because they, could, they, they knew that magic was performed illegally because he still had the trace on him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. who was it? There's no registered witch or wizard in that area. So who could it be? Yeah. So, there we go. Um, makers, obviously, talked about them. There's Garrick Ollivander, um, Maiku, uh, Maiku, Maiku, um, Grigorovich, uh, Jimmy Kittle, who is also in Diamond Alley, who you br- refuse to accept his existence. I'm not accepting him. He doesn't exist. Okay. Um, there's Isolde Sayer, James Stewart. There's. Together. Ma- yes. There is. Um, Arturo Cephalopopos. Arturo, I'm guessing Castello Bruchu. Uh, could be. Let's find out. Was a wand maker in the 19th century. During this period, a silver line was fashionable as a wand would. He claimed that its alleged association with divination was a falsehood, a falsehood circulated by merchants like Gerald Ollivander, uh-huh. who have overstocked their, their workshops with it and hoped to sell their surplus. However, according to Gerald's grandson, Garrick Ollivander, Cephalopus was a slipshod wand maker and an ignoramus who, to no one's surprise, went out of business. Well, damn. (laughs) Damn, Ollivander, you didn't have to be that way. Um, Oh, and it said that his names looked Greek. Yes. So, Um, let's go with that. Possibly death, but actually probably Antioch Peveril. Um, <laughs> possibly death. I like that. I, I hope that he introduced himself like that once the rumors started going mm-hmm. around. It was made like, by possibly death. Possibly death. Or yes. me. Yes. I mean, whatever. Um, Violetta Bovez. Oh, we Bo- talked about Bo- her. Bova. Our, our Cajun, yes. Cajun wand maker. Um, Johannes Jonker. Which we talked about using a specific wandacor. Yes. Um, Johannes John. Uh, Thiago Quintana. Um, Where's he from? Uh, good question. As uh, an American wizard, he along with Jacobo Wolf, Johannes Jonker, and Violet Lobo were uh, one of the four wandacors. He's probably in the area that used to be that is now like Texas and New Mexico yes. and things like that. Um, his wands actually caused like a sensation when he released them. Um, they were sleek and unusually long in design. In design, they produced spells of force and elegance. They contained a single spine taken from the back of the White River Monster, native to Arkansas. Initially, there were fears that the species were being overfished, but the ecological impact was lessened by the fact that only Quintana knew how to lure the creatures. He fiercely guarded the secret up until his death, after which ones containing White River Monster spine cords were no longer made. Oh. Well then, Thiago. Right. Um, Shikoba Wolf, which um, his was what? What did he use? I don't know. Let's click and find out. Oh, he used the Transfiguration one. The Thunderbird Tail Feathers. Yes. Um, yeah, that's, that's really about it. He had a store called Shikoba Wolf Fine Wolf. Arizona, right? Uh, that's where Thunderbirds are from, so I'm assuming that's he's around That's what I right? said. Yeah. That's what I thought in my head. I didn't say it. I thought it. My bad. Yes. I think he is Native American, if I'm not mistaken. That, with a lasting like wolf, yes. Okay. That's what I automatically assumed. And then obviously, like I said, this will say you're in James Stewart. They come as a package deal. And there are various wand makers throughout the world, but they are less well known because they haven't actually created anything that's 
too out there. So think of it like the magical schools. Yes. Like when we talked about magical schools, we said there's the 11 that are recognized and registered and whatever, but mm-hmm. obviously there are smaller, well, less well-known ones everywhere. So that's kind of what we have with Wandmakers. We have the well-known ones, Gregorovich, Ollivander, um, and the ones that shall not be named because yes. they don't actually exist. Mm-hmm. And then we have the ones who are like someone's dad in their shed who just happened to be like, oh, I got to make you a lawn now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's about it. We've, we've gone through main characters' wands and stuff and how it pertains to them, really. Um, wands, uh, Ron, Juan, Juan, Ron's original oh, wand wasn't actually his, and it was fiercely loyal to the original owner, which is his older brother. Which is why it never performed incredible magic in his hands. Once he had his own wand, he proved that he was a very capable wizard. Yes. Um, Hermione's favors... Um, smart witches. Smart witches or wizards with uh, with a want to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Vinewood was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her core is Dragon Heartstrung, which makes sense because she performs powerful magic when she has to. Yeah. Um, Although is, she can't get one spell. That's the one that she always has trouble with. You know which one I'm talking about. The one that Harry can do really well already. Expected Patronum? Yes. She gets it during the fifth book, though. She gets it, but she has trouble with it. And Harry actually says, she's the smartest witch. Like, he says it to somebody. Mm -hmm. She's super smart. She's super wonderful. She just has trouble with this one spell. Yeah. I think it's because she's always in her own head. Yes. And, like... The happy memories she has are always influenced by the thoughts that she has. Yes. So instead of being able to actually experience the full joy of that memory, it's always like, you know, I could have done this better, I could have done that better, what if this happened, that kind of thing. That's the kind of person she seems in her own head. Luckily, she doesn't have the wood that would have a... (laughs) That wood. That wood, that wood. (laughs) (laughs) The wood that has a problem with... Uh, witches and wizards that are unsure of themselves. Because mm-hmm. if she did, she'd have problems. True. And Harry's wand is Holly and Phoenix Feather, which that combination makes an unmatched wizard. Yes. Or witch. Witch or wizard. Yes. Um, and that, I mean, there's obviously a lot more. There's like Dumbledore's Elderwood and Thestral Tail Feather. That is a or very... Or not tail, tail feather, tail hair. Yes. That um, is a very unusual and unseen... Extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, both of those things together are like, bam, mm-hmm. power. Yep, yep. Yes. So, that is really about it. We kind of did all the wands. There's not much left or anything at all, really. Just, like, who has what wand. And we really didn't get into, like, Fantastic Beast wands because, no. We're not doing all that. We could if we really wanted to, but the whole thing is we want to make sure that we talk about Harry Potter ones. I mean, there's not really much to say about Fantastic Beast ones, realistically. Um, I don't even think we know. We don't because want stuff because um, Tina and Queenie. We don't know what their ones are. All we know is that they they have ones. Yeah, and they attended Ilvermorny, but we don't even know what houses they're in. No. Um, there wasn't, like, hints at it or anything. Um, and it's not like the the Hogwarts houses where you can kind of tell where everyone goes. You can't tell with this because it's no. not necessarily something A color as... association or personality association. It's like a everything kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we know that Newt is in Hufflepuff, but we don't know what his wand is made of. We know that... Um, during, Sorry, I just yawned. That's fine. During the creation process, because the actors had input into what their wands would look like, mm-hmm. Eddie Redmayne figured that Newt would want a very simple wand. Yes. He's not one for something elegant or anything. So it's literally a straight wand, I think, with like a seashell at the end or something. Yeah. He doesn't... He strikes me as the kind of person that... So, I love Newt. But he strikes me as the kind of person who is on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And 
I'm not saying anything bad about people who are on the autism spectrum because there are some amazing people who are on there. Um, and I know people, I know, have known people who are on it. They're awesome. But he, see, he has trouble looking people in the eye. He has um, trouble communicating effectively with people. Well, I think that given the signs, you can sort of recognize that in him. Mm-hmm. But you can also see the greatness in him as well. Exactly. And again, he, people who are on the spectrum mm-hmm. um, have been known to be musical virtuosos. Have been known to be um, stellar so, so mathematicians. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a video once where somebody on the spectrum was taken into a helicopter and shown like the Chicago skyline just in the helicopter ride and then drew it perfectly from memory when they got back down. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that you can't do great things. I'm just saying I think he's on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that he would want something that is not too crazy looking, something that doesn't have any kind of textural issues to it. Mm-hmm. So no bumps, no craziness. And something that if he's having issues being um, like with a dissociative episode or whatever, where he can touch it and it grounds him. Mm-hmm. That's the, how the wand looks. It's very straight, very like plain. And, and I like it. I and like he it likes nature. Mm-hmm. So it looks kind of like a branch. Like literally somebody cut off a branch and gave it to him. So I would think that wherever he is, if he's having issues feeling comfortable, that he would just touch it and it would remind him of nature and he would calm down. Yep. That makes sense. I like it. Yes. So that's, that's, a, that's it about wands. That's it about wands. We're good. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done over Feeny. Yep. Alright. So we'll see you the next episode, friends. We love you, bye. Bye. That was a good episode. What a wand. <laughs>